0: tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another solo episode of the podcast. Today I am answering a very frequently asked question, which is, am I ready to start moving on? And by moving on in this particular episode, I mean, we're talking about dating and starting to get back out there, consider a new relationship, all of those things. I feel like I should say like the disclaimer of this episode is because <laughs> I feel like I always do disclaimers, but I'm just really careful not to, I don't know, I'm really careful to not give like entirely blanketed advice because because I know everyone's different. But just as a disclaimer, the things that I'm saying in this episode that are pretty good indicators that it's time for you to move on may not be the things that you need to accomplish before you move on. This is more meant to be a loose framework and just things to consider. Like I'm not going to give you step one if you feel this way. Step two if you feel this way. If you've checked three out of the five things, you're ready to move on. It's not like a, a test in that way. It's just things to noodle on a little bit to help you feel more empowered and informed to make the decision on whether or not you feel ready to start moving on. So the most frequently asked question I get is, is it okay to start dating if I'm not completely over my ex, which is a very valid question. And the answer, which may surprise some of you, but the answer to that I think is no, you don't have to be completely over your ex. And on the contrary... I actually believe that some of the final parts of being able to let go of your ex actually do happen when you start dating again. And why do I think that? I think that because you can do a lot of healing on your own. It's like you can, you know, kind of stay in your house and do all the healing that you think you're aware of, but with all things, especially healing, you're going to have some blind spots of things that you may not realize still need to be processed and still need to be healed. So when you start going out dating, interacting with the people that you might want to date, there's no greater spotlight that will show you where you are still getting triggered, where you still need some healing or some processing. There's also no better way to to be able to see how much you have progressed. Because if you're someone that your breakups, it's been a little while. There's no better way to see how far you've come for you to think back to like you never thought you could date again versus at least you're like going out and trying things. So I actually think it's a great thing to Get out and start dating, even if you're not completely over your ex. Now, there's obviously a fine line with that. If you are still someone who is extremely triggered thinking about your ex, and you know this, like if you're still in the dark thick of your breakup, I'd say it's it's not the right time. Because the number one thing that I think people have the misconception of is dating isn't like the magic pill that will fast track you getting over your ex. I have a lot of people who think that they won't be over their ex until they can at least get excited about someone else. If that's what you're going into dating thinking about, I'd say don't do it because number one, that's not going to be the outcome. That's not That shouldn't be the utility that you're using breakups or that you're using dating for. You're also like, you're basically going into dating and you're like, well, this better cure me. This person that I go on a date with better make me forget about my ex, even though I know I'm in the thick of it right now. And if they don't, I'm going to be completely crushed. So that's not what dating is for. You do not need a new relationship to get over your ex. So that's why I say it's like it's a bit of a fine line that we need to walk. But that's why, you know, there are some other indications that I'm going to talk about in this episode that will show you, I think, that you are ready to to start dating again. So my rule of thumb, if you're like, I don't know, dating should not be like the main method that you're healing from your breakup, it shouldn't be a substitution for anything. Like dating shouldn't substitute anything you're doing on your own, like journaling or exercise. Or It also shouldn't substitute talking to your friends, talking to a therapist potentially. It just shouldn't be a substitute for anything. If dating can be an addition, if you already feel like you're on pretty solid grounds in terms of feeling better after your breakup. And what does solid ground mean? This is different for everyone. If you're still crying on an everyday basis about your ex, that I wouldn't consider that to be solid ground. If you guys' song comes on and you like completely lose it, that's what I would say. Like if you're very easily triggered about your breakup, I wouldn't necessarily call that solid ground. However, if you, you know, can piece a few days together, you know, hopefully it'd be like piece a week together of not crying and, you know, feeling like you can return back to your kind of normal life where you're able to go to work and see your friends. And but if, you know, every once in a while you have a memory pop up and that makes you sad or you still get reminded about your ex on a regular basis, that's fine, that's normal. Like, you know, I've been without certain exes for 10 years and I can still see something that will remind me of them, but it doesn't, it's not emotionally charged. If you're really emotionally charged about your ex and about your breakup, that's where I would say, I wouldn't necessarily call that solid ground. But if you're on solid ground and you wanna use dating as a, an addition to the things that you're already doing, I think that's great, but it should not be a substitution. If you can look at it as I'm so excited to see who's out there. I'm excited to meet new people. I'm excited to try dating again. And mind you, like excited is is a relative term. So you don't have to, like you can be nervous and stuff like that, but just like I'm doing this because I want to see what's out there. I want to see how I am dating. And I'm just, you know, looking forward to seeing what's out there. If you're going into it with the attitude of, I need to meet someone right away, or if you find yourself like filling your weeks full of dates, then I would say, not a good idea because. That would indicate to me that you're using dating as like a numbing agent where you're just like, like for me, if I were to go on a date with a new guy every single night of the week, then I won't have to think about the breakup. That's not, should work. Basically, you should be able to approach it like a, in a way that you don't have like a super specific outcome that you need right away to happen. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p.com/heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill. So, yes, of course, everyone's dating to find their person. That's not the outcome that I'm talking about. But I've just seen people, and this is, you know, kind of a like a question that I ask people: is if your first date doesn't go well, are you gonna be completely bulldozed by that? Or is it something where you can say, okay, that date didn't go well. That's, you know, like that sucks, but it's not gonna, you know. I think sometimes people assign a much bigger meaning to a date not going well than needs to be. For example, if I were to start dating really quickly after a breakup and I had a bad first date and I started thinking to myself, I'll never find anyone, you know, this first date went horribly. My ex is the only person out there that would ever work for me. If I assign that one date a so much meaning, then it's kind of dangerous for me to walk into a situation like that. And I find that too for people who jumped onto the apps really quickly. And I've definitely gone through breakups where my friends are like immediately want me to get on the apps. And again, what I find if we get on too quickly and we're not in that like open-minded mindset, almost everyone I see who does that doesn't see a single person they find attractive, doesn't find a single person they find interesting. And so all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's no one else out there. And then the loss of your ex seems so much more daunting than it needs to. So that's what I mean by like approaching it in, Almost a breezy way where, yes, my ultimate goal of dating is to find someone new. If the first date doesn't go well, it's okay. Like, I'll have another date. Remember, bad dates are make good stories at dinner parties later on. No one ever asks for good date stories, I promise you that. So, that's another good thing to consider when we're looking to go back to dating. Another thing to be cautious of is sometimes I find that people will want to, like, keep their ex kind of around until they find someone new, meaning, like, you continue to talk to them or maybe hang out with them or practicing some kind of friends with benefits situation, which if you are a regular listener or follower of mine, you know that that's not how we fly here. But if you're someone that does that and you feel like you don't want to let that go until you find someone new, that indicates something to me. That indicates that you have a really hard time being by yourself. And that's something to really take a look at. And more broadly than that, if you are someone that has a really hard time being alone, meaning you you tend to jump from relationship to relationship, and even in between those, you maybe kind of latch on to a particular person that might mean that you have a fear of being alone and you know a lot of people go through that it's not something wrong but if that is you i would really 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 recommend that you you take some time being by yourself and learning what it feels like to be alone because it can feel really scary. And I think the only way that you'll prove to yourself that it's not scary is to actually do it. And Jules Weber, who was on this show last year, she talked about being single by default, meaning you get broken up with, and then single by choice. And I think if you're someone that that knows like, and can honestly, you got to be honest with yourself, but like If you can honestly say that you're scared to be by yourself, you got to get to that point where you can be single by choice and be okay with that because otherwise this stuff is just going to keep following you from relationship to relationship. Basically, like if there's anything in you that's like dying to have a relationship or feels like this compulsion to be on dating apps and be talking to, you know, for me like talking to the next guy or having a few people that I'm talking to and if I get really uncomfortable if I don't have someone that I'm talking with to me that's like an indication to to pump the brakes and not hop right into dating because that just means that there's like more to be revealed and if you can work through the discomfort, which you can. If you can work through that discomfort, I think you'll learn some really, really, really valuable things about yourself and about how you behave in relationships that could pay off in such a big way in your future relationships. Another thing that I think needs to take place before you start dating again is I think there needs to be some serious time for reflection on your past relationship, which I know you'll probably say like, I've been thinking about this last relationship since the breakup, which is fair. However, we know that it takes some time to reach a point of objectivity around the relationship. Meaning like in the beginning, you're either going to be beating yourself up too much or beating your ex up too much. And so you're not really going to be able to see the actual truth of the relationship until you've had some distance and the emotional charge has decreased quite a bit. But you should be able to reach a point where you can reflect back on the relationship. You should be able to identify the good parts and the bad parts of the relationship. That's a good indicator. And you should really be able to look at some lessons learned from your last relationship without it turning into like, I'm going to beat the crap out of myself. So if you can say, okay, well, I learned that I need to be more communicative. I learned that I need to ask earlier on where the relationship is going, lessons like that. It's so important to be able to acknowledge those because I find so many people don't do that and they just jump right back into dating. And that's how you tend to end up like, I call it like dating the same exact person over and over again, just with a different name, which hands up, guilty of that for sure. The other thing that you should be able to do is to, if you haven't already, like reassess and reestablish what you really want in a relationship, whether that's how you want to feel or what like traits and qualities you specifically want in a partner. Why is that important to do when you're single before you actually like step foot into dating? And it's because when you're trying to figure out what you want in a partner while you're dating, it's gonna be pretty heavily influenced by whoever you're dating. So like for me, you know, I never really had a firm understanding of what I wanted in a partner. So then when I started dating someone and I got that crush and the chemicals kicked in and the chemistry kicked in, I would be like, oh, this is the person, this is it. I feel great around them. But in reality, it wasn't the person. And so I really needed to get clear on what I wanted in a partner before I let any outside influences come in. So I think that's another step to take before you start dating again. So like I said, this isn't necessarily like a checklist of, of things that you need to do before you start dating again. But I think this is a lot of things to think about. So if I were to break it down, it would be your attitude and your motive. Are you going into it with an open mind? Are you going into it as a value add to your life instead of just substituting and trying to heal the broken heart? Have you taken the time to learn the lessons from your last relationship and get relatively clear and by all means your list is going to change as you get out and date and that's that's okay that's a normal part of the process are you you know avoiding the fact that you don't like to be alone that's another big thing are you were you able to reach the point where you were single by choice and not just hopping into something new just to have Something new. So those are like probably the biggest questions to start considering and and also taking a look at like how solid do you feel with the breakup? Are you do you feel really emotionally charged thinking about it or is it something where you feel relatively okay on a day to day basis? And yeah, you still are going to have times where you feel sad, but that's okay too. So those are the biggest things that I would consider before getting back into dating. It's going to be different for everyone. And the great thing about dating is you can start doing it. And if it doesn't work, I mean, not that it doesn't work. If it doesn't feel good, then you can stop. You can deactivate social media or online dating profiles, you can cancel dates if you want to. I remember doing that after my last breakup, the first date that I had. I had a pit in my stomach all day and felt like I was going to have a panic attack, and so I ended up canceling the date, and that was okay. It was totally okay. So just know that like you can dip your toe into it, and then you can back out of it. It's not like I have committed to dating, and I'm not coming out until I find my person. That's not. That's not necessarily how it works. It's just a matter of like being open-minded to it. So I hope that gives you enough to think about and make the empowering decision to start dating or not to start dating. There's no rush. And I will see you guys back here next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.